Welcome to the Big Kickoff League of Ireland podcast with myself, Roy Shanahan, and Nathan Doyle from TheBigKickoff.com. Now, tonight, Shamrock Rovers were playing in Bratislava against, well, against Bratislava in the Champions League. Nathan, you got to see the game. How did it go? We know it was a 2-0 defeat. What way did it pan out? Yeah, do you know, it was, um, it was really enjoyable. A really, really enjoyable game uh, from what I've seen, especially in the first half. You know, some of these games can sort of pan out a little bit nervy, a little bit tense, which is understandable, you know, everything on the line in terms of uh, future progression in the Champions League, in this case, and the financial game to get over. But no, it was all going blazing uh, from the word go, you know, in the sixth minute. Uh, Radoslav had a huge chance uh, with Teo, this is probably the man at the moment. He's the one that popped up with the two goals of Radoslav on day, but he had a massive chance to close range in the very early uh, goals. And that sort of set the benchmark, you know, Sean Gannon had a, had a chance with two minutes afterwards, another big chance. And that was it. We off to the races. Uh, really, really enjoyable. Sean McGraw was very disappointed with the results. You know, they already have a mountain to climb uh, in terms of the next leg now, even though it is a home in Palace Stadium. By looking at the two teams today, it was probably a fair enough scoreline to top Slava with a better side overall. I think Shamrock Rovers fans are what, what I've seen online. Well, he did, he missed a, a decent amount of chances. Like I said, the Sean Gannon chance is a big miss. Uh, Richie Howell had a couple of efforts from from, uh, from distance that. You know, they were sort of handing up for the goalkeeper. So, well, you can't blame on missed chances. I just thought Bratislava were a better team, especially in the middle. They really dominated uh, the midfield battles that went on. Shamrock Rovers were very light in that, in that position. Uh, player for Bratislava, the camps, the Dutch lad just sat right in front of the back four and he really swept everything up there. He kept the likes of uh, Ronan Finn and Gary O'Neill, especially extremely quiet when they were trying to uh, go up and help the likes of Rory Gaffney and Aaron Green up top. Surprisingly, probably the one team that really surprised me the most was the defensive strategy of Shamrock Rovers. You know, we talked about it a few times here, haven't we? Uh, we like the league race. I know you're a massive fan of race. I am myself. Uh, Roberto Lopez, Sean Gannon, Sean Hodgson, which leans scales. There's a lot of defensive talent in that Shamrock Rovers ranks. And it was sort of off-sound tonight a little bit. There's a lot of defensive mistakes, especially for the fourth part of Slavic goal, which... They'd be extremely disappointed with uh, with Teo. Like I mentioned, he got up between the two centre-halves and slotted past there, uh, Alan Manis. Probably, uh, Manis probably could have done better for the fourth goal, but in fairness to Manis, he, he was probably the, the, the star man for Shamrock Rovers, pulled off some cracking saves and even saying the penalty in the, in the dying moments as the keep it up 2-0. So, yeah, disappointing day for Shamrock Rovers. Well, it's definitely a fair result and it's, it's a real melt for them to climb now to get back into this tie. Since Richie Teo has popped his head at Shamrock Rovers uh, Danny Mandreu has dropped to the bench I, I, I find it strange I I think I thought he was their most inventive player I thought he was playing well I thought he was on form uh, how did Richie Towell do in the game and is, has he been as effective he wasn't against Dundalk and how was he against Bratislava was he was he effective did he cause a threat you said he has a couple of long range eff- efforts was that what he was yeah. reduced to yeah, that's what he's been reduced to. Um, he's still, for a player, I know he, he was playing that long ago with Stockport and took the month off. He still looks a little bit off the pace for me. I thought that looking back, I didn't get to see the Dundalk game live, but I, I went back and had a, had a decent look at clips and things like that. And 
I think he was. I think he used to say that he seemed to be a little bit off the pace, and that will come in time. But yeah, it wasn't overly effective here. I, I find it bizarre that he has jumped straight into the starting eleven. Like I, I was convinced that he was going to be put on the bench for, uh, for a couple of weeks, and you know, he his way into the team and and, and to build that fitness up, and especially to see Mandrew not get a look in the strains because you know, tell. Well done, Dog fans will remember him as a more attacking player. You know, he, he was a top goal scorer throughout one of the seasons uh, that he had with Dundalk. And But we've seen him, you know, since he went to England, he, he is very versatile and he can drop in a bit deeper in, into a defensive midfield position, which I thought maybe you would have seen him do when we're, you could have a midfield with Cowan and Mandrew playing together. And that would have been really good on paper. How it worked out in periods, which we're still yet to know. But, yeah, it's strange for me because I think Mandrew, they missed a player like him in this game, that little bit of creativity because a lot of the efforts, like I mentioned, were, were long range. They did have one or two decent chances, but yeah, in the middle, like in the middle there was just real lack and any sort of spark, any sort of just that ball in, into Aaron Green, who was really quiet on the day, Rory Gaffney again, he, he needs that bit of service into him. And you need to find that balance because without Mandrew, he's it's someone that they really could have done with here when Cowell is still a couple of weeks off from seeing the Richie Cowell that League of Ireland fans have come to know. Mandreu. Get used to it. Mandreu. Mandreu, <laughs> yeah, that's right. He threw a curveball into us a couple of weeks ago, didn't he? And right. You know me with names. I'm, I'm bad enough with, uh, on the best of days here. You know, I'm struggling to be looking at You're only getting used to him. Jim Vigilton at the moment. That's what I mean, you know. So if he comes out and starts names, that's it. I, I, you, you won't be finding me on this podcast because, you know, I'm slowly getting there, but the name changes that not helping, won't be. Listen, Slovan have a good European pedigree. They've, you know, they've, yeah. they've a European Cup Winners' Cup under their belt back in 1969. They've uh, been in European competitions at latter stages. Their manager, Vladimir Weiss, is a, a, a Slovakian legend. Do Shamrock Rovers have a, a chance in this game? Did you see anything that says to you that they, you know, can keep a clean sheet and, and go on and win this tie in whatever way it is? Obviously, look, I think the basic thing to say that they're going to need an early goal because that's, that's what they're after. Um, the defensive, they have to be more assured of themselves at the back, which, like I said, I was really, really surprised because the, the Shamrock Rovers back line for all we talk about how good they are going forward. The talent that we have at the back and and, and the goalkeeper between the sticks is definitely the best in the league, in my opinion. And again, that's not a hot take to say. It's just getting it's, it's getting back to the the, the Richard Shamrock Rovers defence that we know. Um, it probably would you go with a bit more of a solid back four uh, for the return leg? Possibly so. Might change things up a little bit because, like I said, the, the midfield there was no comparison between the two. So I think they're going to have to change up the system a little bit and make a bit of a Bit of a gamble because look at that two and they're not expected to go through now at this stage. So I think coming out with the same old, same old, you're going to get the same old um, result because what a slab in fairness to them. Uh, as much as we talked about Shamako being poor at the back, their build up play was extremely neat, it was really, really tidy. Uh, they kept possession really, really well. They had more possession and they kept it better out of the two sides. Um, he had that bit of a bite in the middle, so the Shamrock Rovers are going to have to come out and change it up a little bit now in the second leg if they have any hope because it's a massive task for them to do anything. Okay, we'll be looking forward to that second leg. In the UEFA Conference League qualifiers, Dundalk are playing Welsh team Newtown. What do we know about Newtown? I know, of course, that their league hasn't started, so is that an advantage already? 
Yeah, I think they could look at that as well, isn't it? Um, in terms of Dundalk, they're coming in as heavy favourites and you can sort of see why. And Yeah, the fact that the league hasn't started, it's, 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 that's going to be one factor too. You know, they just not look at that match pace and that does make a big difference, especially when you get into the dying numbers of the game. What we know of Newtown is that they finished seventh in the league last season, which is strange <laughs> considering the side that's qualified for Europe. But the Welsh League sort of works something similar to the Northern Irish League. Uh, they all play, every team plays each other. Uh, it's a 12 team league, so they all play each other twice, like a normal league. But then when that's done, it's split. So you have the, the top six, they go into you know, the championship little group of their own. That's what they work out in the Champions League, the Europa League places, and now the Conference League places. But even the relegation league, when you have the bottom six, they all play each other. But the side that finishes on top of the relegation league, they also get themselves into uh, the, the Conference League playoffs. So, in fairness to Newtown, while the, the entire league season in general was, was pretty average, below average for, for what they would be expecting, they went in a great run when, when they went to the, the relegation uh, portion of the league and they managed to get themselves into the playoff position. So, yeah, look, they've, they've got a nice run. Uh, by all accounts, they're going forward. They're a really good side on the counter-attack. Um, they're used to playing on these artificial pitches. I think most teams over Wales tend to have these pitches, so that's not going to be a fact uh, with the game being in Oriel Park. A couple of players as well, just doing a bit of, bit of research coming in, just so we have a bit of feel. A few players to keep an eye on. Uh, Aaron Williams, one man that seems to be constantly popping up. He played in the football league with the likes of Warsaw, Peterborough, and Newport. And uh, Nicky Rushton finished up uh, as Newtown's top goal scorer last season with six goals. So while well, it's not uh, a fantastic uh, tally, just something to keep an eye on. You know, he's someone that they rely on going forward. And Jordan Evans is a uh, fullback again, a player that played in the EFL with Oxford. Actually played with Patrick Hoban, so that's a big nice reunion between them two. Um, and he's one of the, the few players in the Newtown side that has European experience. So he knows what's like to play at this sort of level. He's, a, he's one of the players that nerves don't really affect. In fairness, it's a, a settled squad, you know. A lot, of the, a lot of the players in the squad are long-term members of Newtown. So there's not, there seems to be a, a good standard of job security over in the Welsh League. And so it's, there's going to be a lot of players that are used to playing together. It's a good mix of youth experience. So, this, yeah, there's some decent omen there uh, for Newtown, but as I said, Dundalk are the massive favourites coming in, and they'd be really, even with their poor season they having this year, they'd be really disappointed if we don't progress to the next round and just the standard three to suit the two sides seems to be head and shoulders. Well, normally we would be saying this is something that Dundalk should win with their form the way it is, so inconsistent, and players seemingly will go into that a little bit later on wanting to leave the club, uh, it's kind of up in the air and we're not too sure what way Dundalk are going to play from one week to another. Now, these games, of course, it's not just one game, it's the two legs. So even if the first leg is over and uh, each team have done well or not done well, there's still a second half to go. So uh, next week is going to be interesting. I think Dundalk play on the Tuesday night uh, in Wales. So uh, that's a quick turnaround. What about Bowes and Sligo, Nathan? Who have they got? Yeah, so Sligo, uh, thankfully when the draw was first made, it's gone back to names. It's like, Jesus Christ, how am I even going to attempt this one? But thankfully, everybody, and including Sligo, themselves, um, seem to be calling the Icelander team FH, 
So, look. What a battle. Yeah, I can't believe you battled it. If, 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 if it's good enough for Sligo, man, it's good enough for us. And it's good enough for me. Right, <laughs> I'll, God, have in, 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 I'll, I'll have a start with the balls in, in a couple of minutes. That's not too bad. But yeah, look, what we know from FH is that... Um, <laughs> yeah, it actually is a big bottle, isn't it? <laughs> is that uh, it, it's a side that has a lot of European experience at the qualification uh, rounds, albeit they never actually qualified for the group stages. But again, the side that, 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 that's been here, they've only missed out on European football once since 2004. So that's a brilliant record to have, you know. They come up against well known soils like Legate Warsaw, Aston Villa, Bate Borisov, Genk, uh, Glenavon up in Northern Ireland, and Braga over that run so you know they've, they've been involved in big games they've also faced um, Irish opposition in the past they played on Dork in the Champions League in 2006 2016 excuse me in the second uh, qualification round but oh, they, they actually lost three all and aggregate for a away goal so Dundalk came as the winners uh, on, on that occasion but even speaking of Dundalk there seems to be a weird little mix with Dundalk and FH uh, Stephen Le- uh, Lennon is a 43 year old Scottish player playing for FH pace at the moment and he made nine league appearances with Dundalk in 2010 so we're going to little something for a League of Ireland fans to keep their eye on Interesting. it's going to be difficult you know yeah it's going to be difficult one you know the, the FH are, they're in the swim of the season now they're sitting eighth place uh, in the Outlander top tier sitting on 12 points uh, six points off the drop zone on a seven game losing streak so you know while they are in the swim of teams they want to book pad run a form still though I wouldn't be writing them off for a slug of overs, you know, they're missing two players, Drew with COVID-19, uh, Ed McGinty, the goal, the star goalkeeper, looks like he's going to be missing for this game. So, it's still, you know, I, I wouldn't be, just because they're on a bad run of form over at Iceland, I wouldn't be writing this side off now. I think that the days of an Icelandic team being, you know, being somewhat of an easy draw are gone now. I've seen even the, the development in the Icelandic the national team, you know, they're, they're rigid in what they do, they're, solid on the ball solid at the fundamentals and I think that's what we, we can expect here OK and what about Bose? Yeah so here we go Bose are playing Stjernan I'm happy enough with that Stjernan okay. Yeah but to just be confident isn't that way it is say it confidently yeah, and everyone will believe you because no one else has a clue yeah. either You know that's, that's how we've lasted so long isn't it because, <laughs> you know we, we could be talking about our asses, but we say with confidence and we get away with it <laughs> just sort of uh, expose there a little bit but hell, So what do we know about yeah, just again, another side, uh, their league form hasn't been great at the minute. They're only one place ahead of FH. They're sitting seventh on 14 points. Um, they were on a decent little run. They, they, they were on a five-game unbeaten streak in the league. It actually came to an end on Saturday. So they're coming into this game of the back of, of the feet. Again, a side that now that anyone that's into the European football, they won't recognise from qualification rounds. They made a European debut in 2014. But they've been regulars, you know, in the likes of the Europa League ever since that, playing against the likes of Inter Milan, Celtic, Motherwell, uh, Lech Poznan and Copenhagen over the years. Um, again, another side that has played Irish uh, teams in the past. They came up against Shamrock Rovers in the Europa League back in 2017 in the fourth qualification round. But again, they came up short with Shamrock Rovers winning 2-0 on aggregate. Yes, it's another difficult, difficult toy, especially away from home with Bowles. Uh, with the big news coming out with Bowles from the Bowles camp that they've sold out that the 6,000 uh, final allocation at the Aviva Stadium for the return leg. So 
I know we, from a neutral point of view and a League of Ireland fan point of view, it'd be great to see Bowers uh, get something out of this game and, and bring it back to the Adidas Stadium and, and have a, a decent capacity in Dublin for cheering them on. And which game? Is Dundalk on LOI TV? It is Dundalk when it is because the Dundalk game is at home where the two Icelandic sites, uh, the two Icelandic games are in Iceland. Mm. So if there's any Slug of Overs fans or Bohemian fans listening in, uh, go onto the onto your club's website or social media pages. So I know there's definitely there's, there's information on the streaming service um, for each game on that. So yeah, go check it out. Well, unfortunately, it'd be great to have the sea fans making the trip over to Iceland. You, you still you, you you won't be deprived of the game. There's still options to uh, to, to be able to get the game on, on some sort of streaming platform, whatever the Iceland side have set up. But yeah, make sure to check it out because you can still see a team in action. Yeah, and I'm looking at the Icelandic league here at the moment. Uh, seventh and eighth, both those teams. So mid-table. And you think about it, Bows are in good form. Sligo are in decent form. We talked about Dundalk. But, you know, those two teams should go, be going there with a positive mindset and looking to get something out of that game. As you said, bring back something back to Ireland and hopefully, hopefully they can uh, get themselves through because every single cent that uh, you can, every every step you can make through these league stages or, or fixtures you're going to get a, a big heap of money which is very welcome to all League of Ireland clubs so let's keep a finger crossed for them so okay Nathan I suppose we go to transfer stories yeah we're in the thick of it now aren't we uh, in, in the thick of the July transfer window overhead in Ireland and the fact we do these shows on a weekly basis now there's plenty of chopping and changing and moving around so just trying to pick out some some of the big ones. I think the big name, the big name for it was for this week is Patrick McElhenney and where he's going to go off to because this is out of the now. blue, totally out of the blue, yeah. Nathan, isn't it? Like no one expected this one. one. No, it's not. He's looking like he's going to be making his uh, return to his hometown side, Derry City. Now this is a man that's been linked from Melbourne to Northern Ireland, seemingly like half the Dundalk squad over the past week. You know, we've seen Michael Duffy's name, we've seen Chris Shields going up to Linfield, Pat Hoban. And McElhaney as well, you know, he's linked to the likes of Lan and, and Glenn Corbin. But no, a return home to Derry City for his second spell since he on the cards. He's there from 2010-2015, most notably winning the FBI Cup in 2012. I forget who he met in that night, so we're not going to talk about that, really. We're going to move on to Swifty. Uh, but yeah, look, he's, he's been very successful at Dundalk. You know, he's won three leagues, two FBI Cups, two League Cups, post a big European game, so... If the, the, the two clubs are just walking on the uh, sea now, you know, where we know Dundalk want to trim down the wage bill, but Derry City, you know, they, they won the side. So they have a decent budget in terms of the League of Ireland, so they're just trying to work out the best speed possible for the player and uh, works on both sides. I don't know about you, I'm 28 years old. On his day, he's an absolute smashing footballer. I'm not going to deny that at all. I He's a bit risky, in my opinion, with his injury record in recent seasons, uh, especially if they're going to be playing a fee for the player. And you'd imagine that his wages wouldn't be the cheapest either. Yeah, I, I'm. I think it's a mad decision to tell you the truth. Maybe it's just pure financial. But when he played against Shamrock Rovers there the other week, he was. I thought he was one of the best players out on the pitch. So I'm struggling to see how this is going to benefit Dundalk on the pitch. I'm guessing it won't. I'm guessing that Dundalk are, you know, there's talk about Duffy as well, maybe going at the end of the season. There's talk yeah. about, you know, pros that have been there for a while leaving this club. So there seems to be 
I don't know what the vision is. I'm really surprised at this one. Yeah. If it's purely financial and, and they're struggling, <laughs> that's a worry in itself, isn't it? Halfway through a season where they put all the money in at the start of the season. Now, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure where this is all going. Yeah, you know, you have to find that right balance, don't you? And like I know we said time and time again that they're looking to, to offset some assets and to get the wage bill down and to make budget cuts. But you have to find the balance of, of keeping these players because obviously their ambition going forward is to be successful domestically and, and in European football. At the moment, the way the league table is panning out, that's just not going to work out this season whatsoever. There's a lot of sides above them. And this isn't, this isn't at the end of the season, Nathan. This is the middle of the season. No, yeah, yeah. That's the mad That's part of it. it. That's the crazy yeah. part. I, I'm not getting this at all. So are they, do, unless they have their eyes on someone else who they're going to bring in, they think is going to do a job and they can get them cheaper and blah, blah, blah. That's fine. But if they haven't, like, where, no, where are Dundalk going? Do. I don't think we do. I really, really don't. I don't think it's a case of, you know, offloading some players to make a big sign and bring in a big name. I think they're just, with all your hurtiness that you want to just you want to get this, this wage bill down as low as you can and if you're willing to do that by chopping off players that have been successful and uh, can still go to rivals like, like you look at McElhenney now if he goes back to Derry City Derry City are sitting one place ahead of them dark, so they're going to consider them as, as a rival if the two of them want to make some sort of push up your late push of European football and to give up well I, I, I do still think his injury record is a concern but on his day he's genuinely one of, if not the best player in this league. So if you're going to off the hand to a side of Derby City that's in the round you in the league table, major, major risky move. And like you said, Michael Duffy looking to be going, Pat Hogan looking to be going, uh, Dave Slugger, another name. Now we don't think too many Slugger, too many Dundalk fans, sorry. Um, we'll be too upset to see Slugger go. He hasn't really done an awful lot from coming in from Derby, but still big names to be losing. And a lot of the players that they brought in at the start of the season just haven't performed up to any sort of standard that, that they were expecting yeah it's definitely going to be one to uh, keep an eye on uh, Dundalk just seems to be giving us news every single week giving us yeah. something to feed <laughs> yeah. off every yeah. single week uh, we could nearly call this the, the, the Dundalk uh, <laughs> podcast but this is yeah I'm I'm baffled I'm really am baffled and I, I'm, I'm highly interested to see where this goes uh, this year because uh, are they giving up is there trouble behind the scenes? We talked about this before. Financially, are people going to start pulling out? I really don't know where this is going. So uh, I'm actually intrigued to see where it does go. As you said, with injuries, you know, McElhenney could be, you know, a little bit dodgy for Derry City. But then again, you know, he could fly through the next two seasons, not a problem with him. And, you know, he still has the quality there. So I, I think... I think Dundalk are losing out and I think Derry are, are gaining once he's on the pitch. But Dundalk are still losing out, I think, one way or the other. OK, uh, any other transfers? Yeah, a few of the little quick ones with, with this rattle through that I came across and thought were interesting. A lot of moving and shaking up in Finn Harps. I was surprised to see a lot of players, certain players have left. I've seen Stephen Fallen. Announced his retirement at 29, you know, best look to him, cracking player on his day. And I actually met him a couple of times, genuinely a really, really nice guy. So best look to Stephen on his retirement. And uh, seeing like Luke McNicholas, he, he went up to Finn Hart and low on the start of the season was from Sligo Rovers to get game time. He hasn't got a minute. Um, Aaron McGinley, I was in goal for Finn Hart, one of the, the better keepers in the league. But the one name I was actually surprised to see leave was uh, Tony McNamee left Finn Hart's. Uh, during the week, obviously the brother of Barry McNamee, but a real fan favourite up in Ballybuffet. You know, he, he 
we've had a couple of sales uh, at the side both came in 2015 and it's been a regular fixture uh, open thing half ever since really really good uh, midfielder on his day you know we probably struggled a little bit for game time this season but it's definitely a, a name of surprise to see Leif in half he's gone to Jimmy uh, Galtoid on a Gee United that actually might be a name familiar to anybody that listens in to the show on a regular basis Bonagia, one of the sides that we said would be playing in the FBI Cup uh, the first qualifying round against Minute University Town. So, yeah, I was, I was on about you, but I was surprised to, to hear with Tommy McNeil leaving St. Harps after uh, such a long tenure at the club and, and, and such a, a regular face in and around Bally Buffet and someone that the fans really seem to love because there's been a lot of uh, lot of outpour, you know, and a lot of gratitude uh, going towards Tony when he announced he's leaving the club. Do you think that Ollie Horgan is looking to try and freshen things up again to kind of kickstart again what they started at the start of the season? Yeah, it could be. You know, um, like I said, you know, looking at, Mac, at Tony McNamee, not, not Barry, Barry the, the star player up there. While, it's, you know, it was surprising, but he, he, like I say, he's not someone that's been in and out of the team on a regular basis, you know. Did, and fairness be made, what a three signings. Uh, so this news that Tony left was, was announced and then all of a sudden uh, Jared Doherty came in, uh, Jordan Musto came in and lad came up from the academy, Sean Kerrigan. So, you know, they're, they're looking to get that little bit of, of fresh blood in, back into the team. So yeah, it could definitely put them something because I think they need it. Don't be, they, they stagnated now a good bit. They, they've gone on a, on a, a poor run of games, well beaten by Jordan over the weekend 3-1 uh, they have a massive game now coming up this weekend against uh, Waterford at home so yeah I'm sure they're looking to get it just that bit of extra bit of injection that they need to try and kick start the season because like I said look, Barry McNamee's still there Adam Foley's been excellent this season Mark Coyle Dave Webster there's still plenty of high profile names in the league that can do a job so yeah maybe that's what, what Ollie Hogan is looking at Okay, right. We'll we'll see over the next few weeks. I'm sure there's going to be more ins and outs uh, throughout the league. Now, there was an Ireland and a Kerry GAA jersey caught on camera on last night's Euro match between Italy and Spain. They seem to always pop up somewhere, Nathan. I kind of looked through this, and I'd like to see more League of Ireland jerseys actually out there at, at the big events. There's been big ones like at Wimbledon. There's been a Kerry jersey spotted uh, and an Offaly jersey spotted there. Uh, Kerry, whoever's from Kerry, seem to love the Masters because been five or six yeah. of them that I've seen <laughs> in the Masters. Uh, it's it's unbelievable. Uh, Super Bowl as well. So Nathan, have we any League of Ireland ones? Yeah, it's a shame. This seems to be a real uh, GAA phenomenon, doesn't it? Like yeah. you said, uh, women are the masters. Anyone that reads the website knows I'm, I'm 25 and I'm re- still a wrestling fan. I know. Leave uh, the, the snacky comments uh, below. <laughs> but uh, I remember watching SummerSlam, I think, last year, the year before, when there was a Mayo jersey in front and centre, in the middle of the Staples Centre over in America. So, yeah, it seems to be a massive GAA team. I'm actually, like, I guess I said to you before we came on, delighted to be picked to talk about this because we were watching the England and Denmark game before we came on here and it was half time, uh, extra time, half time. So we're just going to be phone as you do, waiting on, um, on Richie Sadler to show up so we can go back to the, to the action. And I forget who had it up, one of the, one of the simple boys for us had it up and there was actually a Dundalk jersey in Wembley Stadium this evening. So you saw that was a little, uh, 
little boost to rush, you know. That's a start. That's a start. Nice. Yeah, it's, it's always nice to see a little League of Ireland game and jersey popping up. A couple of weeks ago, probably a couple of months ago now, at this stage, the shows are just coming to come fast. But we were talking about famous fans, weren't we, within the league. Mm. And I suppose certain fans from a certain vintage of the 90s would remember Dustin the Turkey repping St. Francis um, merchandise on the den and he had, he had like presidential election posters up and around Dublin and he was again wearing the St. Francis jersey back then. I used to watch a TV show back in my teenage years and I thought these sort of shows were funny called The Life and Times of Tim. It used to be on Channel 4 or something like that and it was a sort of, you know, like an adult um, animation sort of series and one of the, the regular places that Tim would go to would be this local bar. And I never noticed it, but when looking back, and I've seen a pop up in a couple of articles, there was always a Kildare County poster in the background of, of, of this bar with this random no uh, adult animation, American TV show. Yeah, never, never noticed it. I always, I always seen the poster, but never actually put two and two together. I never noticed there was a Kildare County poster, so that was mad. Uh, again, probably showing the horrible uh, television show opinions and what you enjoy, but I remember watching an episode of Dream Team, absolute staunch show. They need to bring that back, by the way. And I remember the, the, the Harchester United, that was the team in Dream Team, wasn't it? Yeah. I remember Harchester playing uh, Shelbourne in the UEFA Cup, <laughs> one of the episodes. So, yeah, teams like that are always nice to see. Nice to see and that was, the, uh, that was the time Rangers played uh, Shelbourne and they just put the jersey over the top of it, isn't that right? I'm nearly sure it was. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was in Tolka Park and you could see the pitch in certain crowd noises during the episode because Tolka Park has never been that loud and that's not a disrespect to the Tolka Park. <laughs> I think that's know, a little bit of like, something yeah. there, Nathan. I think there's a bit of a kick well, in there. It was, it was noticeably loud. There was nothing happening through section, like, no certain sections of the game and there was some massive chance going on. And yeah, that was, that was probably the one that stood out for me the most. Uh, that was another one I've seen, actually, coming across looking at this. There was um, this modelling uh, website, Tokyo Fashion. I can't say I'm a big, uh, I frequent Tokyo Fashion that often, but there was this young lad, a uh, Japanese model, and a part of this vintage look he was going for, he was actually wearing the Ireland jersey from the 2002 World Cup. So, you know, this is apparently if you have a, an Ireland jersey back from 2002, yeah, wear it. Keep rocking it because it's, it's, it's all in now at the moment. So we're calling out for all our League of Ireland supporters to any games that they get to, whether they go away to Barcelona to watch a game on their holidays or whether they're in Rome or Denmark or Bratislava or wherever it is that they go and watch these other games or the big the or big. <laughs> this this is it or, or anything. If they're at the Copa America final this weekend, get out and 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 rock your League of Ireland jersey and and get them pictures up. Um, I do think there was one outside the stadium at the, the Italy and Spain game. I do think there was a fan outside with a Bray Wanderers uh, scarf. Uh, seeing a picture, all right, of yeah. that, but uh, yeah. We, we yeah we need to see more of that so that we're, we're setting out the call there now get out there get your jerseys uh, bring them with you put them into your your holiday suitcase if you get to go on holidays hopefully you do and uh, let's let's start seeing them around the world now and see where we can get the best ones okay Nathan your uh, your fan question yeah fan questions like as always 
keep getting those interviews at the big kickoff, get us on social media, get yourself Nathan Doyle, get a few on LinkedIn, I don't know why LinkedIn, but yeah, get them in wherever way you can. Like, we're just delighted to have them. Uh, this week's is from a lady called Jacqueline Nevin. And uh, it's a good one, actually. Jacqueline sent in and she wants telling us that obviously the League of Ireland has some, reduced some not only great players, but some great personalities on and off the field over the years. And Jacqueline wants to know, what personality stands out to you the most? Well, Nathan, I think you're going to be in a better position than me to, to judge this one. I mean, we'll go straight to Roddy Collins, won't we? Because I, I, I knew, Yeah, I, 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 straight away I was like... He's not my answer. No, like, like, no, no. Like, but Roy, it, Roy is gonna go. He's gonna go all over Roddy. If Collins anything, so. if anything, <laughs> what we can agree on with Roddy Collins is he's a big personality and he lets himself be known. Um, I always like uh, Pat Dolan as well. I always thought Pat was a, a big personality and still is with with the you know his writing and stuff like that for the newspapers. He's always been very strong and opinionated about the league and about how people should support League of Ireland football and all. But he was always he was always one of those big personalities that you couldn't you couldn't miss as in he was always vocal uh, on you know on telly or whatever it was on uh the sports show, the the League of Ireland shows, if he was on uh, any of the sort of any programmes that he was on, because he'd been on multiple uh things. He's always been really, really I suppose he. I suppose he divides opinions as well, just like just like Roddy did. But yeah, they they were two big personalities that I I'd be looking at at the time. Who who have you got? Yeah, I mean, my end went straight away to uh, the one man that anyone that goes to League of Ireland games on a somewhat consistent basis. And um, it's a jet man by the name of Tom Simmons, but he'd be known better as Cork Tom. I just Tom. It's just a nice plain Tom. Yeah, anyone that goes to games will know exactly who I'm talking about. Um, the man is an absolute legend within the League of Ireland. He travels up and uh, any game you can go to, you could be up in Bally Buffet on a Wednesday night in the Pistons Rain. Tom's going to be there. You could be in Richmond Park on a Sunday afternoon. Oh, there's Tom. You could be anywhere in this country and, and you're guaranteed to bump into Tom. Now, sometimes that can be a bit of a melter. You know, I've often got stuck beside Tom in a 20-minute conversation and as much as a legendary figure he is, and much he's actually a nice enough guy as well. He's an absolute wind-up merchant. And again, anyone listening in that's had the pleasure to talk to Tom knows exactly what I'm talking about. And that man gets in the headlock and, and tells you why Dundalk isn't going to win the league this year or tells you why your team is going to get relegated this year. You, you know, it's, it's not going to be a quick conversation. And Yeah, look, everybody knows him. There's some great stories over the years. You know, he, he won supporter of the year back in 1998. Um, you've, you've often seen I mean, I've been making me way to games I could be travelling from Sligo for Longford but covering a game for Longford for work and there's Tom uh, coming a lift <laughs> trying to make his way to the game and uh, heard stories of um, he waiting outside grounds after matches and managers and players have gave him lifts actually funny enough talking about Roddy Collins there's a story going around years ago that Roddy Collins gave him a lift um, from Tolka Park to the bus station one night and if I was to be in any car in any time ever, that's the car I'd want to be in just to be listening to the conversation between Roddy Collins and Tom. So, yeah, look, and Tom was the one that came to mind straight away. And he demands an absolute folklore of this league now, whether you love him or hate him. Okay. Good show. Good talk. 
Uh, and that's all we've got for this week, Nathan. Um, we will talk to you again next week. Don't forget the League of Ireland Sports Bar every Friday night. Uh, this week, Nathan, they have... Uh, we've only got f- three Premier Division games and five First Division. So I think I'm going to take a First Division game and watch it this week. I guess you're going to be watching St. Pat's against <laughs> Derry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because I, 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 I do. I, one of these weeks, I will get a first division game because I haven't got to watch much of it this season and I'm going mad because I'm, I'm a massive fan. So I, I really do like the first division. I really, really do. And I have to be honest, that treat you know, it's Michelle Book. That's game. the one I'm looking at. That's the but, one I'm looking at. But now, well, you know yourself, when the Saints are playing, there's only one place you'll find me, mate. Okay, right. Well, we get to don't forget to join us then, and we'll talk to you about those games and other games and any other League of Ireland stories that are out there. Talk to you then.